classic American cars, corrupt labor unions, pension raids, and even the implosion of an iconic American company. Get ready to learn why IRAs were created originally and how that knowledge can help you to avoid the IRA cataclysm known as the prohibited transaction. I'm Brian Ellis. This is episode number six. It's time. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting worldwide from selfdirected.org Central Command. Located far from the corruption of Wall Street and Washington, you're listening to Self-Directed Investing with your host and the voice of the self-directed investor revolution, Brian Ellis. Hello, all of you dedicated, loyal listeners to America's number one show for affluent, self-directed investors like you. Welcome also to the vast numbers of you just trying us out for the first time to see what you think. Get ready to be infected with an insatiable thirst for creative thinking about your investments, unlike anything you've ever experienced before. This show is, of course, sponsored by and a product of the Self-Directed Investor Society, America's only private association exclusively for affluent self-directed investors. You can learn more about the Self-Directed Investor Society at selfdirected.org. My friends, today you get a history lesson that reads like the script to a great movie. You see, the venerable financial tool known as the IRA, including the self-directed variety, was created to serve a very specific need in response to a very specific chain of events. Your understanding of that chain of events and the motivation it created in Congress can help you to keep your self-directed IRA in the good graces of the IRS, and that's what we're going to dive into today. As we dig into today's topic, I encourage you to participate in this show. If if you like email, send your questions to me via email at feedback at selfdirected.org. If you prefer the telephone, call my 24-7 toll-free SDI listener Q&A line at 833-SDI-TALK. Or the best idea of all is to join the conversation that's already taking place in the discussion area at the bottom of today's show page. And today's show is episode number six, a freshly updated edition of episode number six, no less. And you can find that show page, which is rather fascinating and feature-packed, if I do say so myself, at selfdirected.org slash six. Selfdirected.org slash six. I wonder, my friends, if, if several decades ago, when the very last Studebaker car rolled off the production line, if everybody working there that day knew that the company that employed them was imploding and would never recover. Well, the year was 1963, and Studebaker was at the end of the line for existing as a car company. It's unfortunate, too. They made cars that had a reputation for excellence, but what they didn't have was strong, competent leadership. And the failure of Studebaker paved the way for you and me to have self-directed IRAs in the present day. Here's what you need to know. In 1974, a law was passed called the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA for short. That package of laws, including ERISA, uh, it created, among other things, the tool that we now know as the IRA. But why? Well, when Studebaker went out of business, they did something that was increasingly common in those days. They raided the corporate pension to get money to pay their debts. Now, what that meant was that their tens of thousands of employees who were expecting to receive that money for retirement, well, they were left out in the cold. 
Now, it's really tempting to me to delve into the details here about what happened with Studebaker in large part because the story makes it so clear why labor unions in general and the United Auto Workers Union in particular are, in my humble but entirely correct opinion, one of the great cancers of American economic history. But I'll save that awesome story for now, and if you want to hear it, check out the video I've posted on today's show page at selfdirected.org slash six, which tells that story quite succinctly. Now, Studebaker wasn't the first or the last big company to go bankrupt and promptly raid the pensions of their employees. But that was like the straw that broke the camel's back and really forced the hand of Congress to take action. The laws that passed as a result were, were rather substantial and sweeping, but for our purposes, the biggest result is that a new form of financial account called the Individual Retirement Account was created, which provided a way for Americans to save for retirement in an account that was in no way connected to the fortunes of their employers. So if they had an employer that went bankrupt, that employer couldn't get anywhere near the employee's IRA. That's what the I stands for individual. Now, it's again my humble but again entirely correct opinion that Congress really, they, they rarely understand the motivations or plight of normal American citizens. But they did get at least one thing right with IRAs. They knew that just an account alone wouldn't be very enticing for anyone. And what they wanted was for people to save for their own retirements because even back in 74, the writing was on the wall for Social Security, and good old Uncle Sam wanted to do all he could to offload the obligation to actually pay out on that obligation himself. Thus, there was a great need to make it attractive for Americans to actually put money into their IRAs. So what motivation did Congress include? Well, tax benefits, of course, strong tax benefits. The trade-off they offered was this. If you put money into your IRA... You cannot touch that money personally in any way until you retire. But between now and then, you get massive tax benefits. You can deduct money that you deposit, and you can roll over profits into additional investments without paying any taxes. In fact, you won't pay taxes at all until retirement. It was an incredible deal. The tax incentives were very, very strong. And remember, at the end of the day, Congress's incentive was to motivate Americans to save and invest for retirement so that Uncle Sam would have less to pay for Social Security and other benefits in the future. It was totally self-serving on the part of Congress, albeit with some benefits for you and me. And this brings us to the question of prohibited transactions. Remember, prohibited transactions are those awful things you must never do with your IRA. You must, for example, never buy anything that your IRA owns. You must never sell any of your assets to your IRA. You can never borrow from your IRA or even use your IRA to do business with people related to you. We went much deeper into prohibited transactions in a previous episode of this show, and the link for that, including a free ebook download, is available to you on today's show page at selfdirected.org slash six. So how does all of this relate to prohibited transactions? Well, at a core fundamental level, it's like this. The spirit of the law where IRAs are concerned is that you get astounding tax benefits. I mean, really great benefits. But the trade-off is that you must get zero benefit from that money until you withdraw it during retirement. I mean, no benefits, zero. And to the IRS, if people related to you 
get some benefit from your IRA, or even if a business or organization that you own or influence gets some benefit from your IRA, then the IRS sees that as an indirect benefit for you too. And that's the essence of a prohibited transaction. Are you getting benefit from the IRA before retirement? Look, we all like to pile on to the IRS, and I get it, but here's the reality. The tax benefits you get from an IRA can be tremendous in the here and now. For you to try to rig the system so you can use your IRA to benefit yourself or your family before retirement, well, that's not in keeping with the spirit of why IRAs exist, and and that's why the IRS really isn't very flexible when it comes to addressing those violations. And I hate to say it, but I don't really blame them for that. So that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Check out today's show notes page at selfdirected.org slash six. You'll find some great stuff, including links to an article in the Wall Street Journal that gives some more background on the whole Studebaker situation and a video that I did that expounds on the topic in a more visual way. I think you'll really like it. And hey, I've got a question for you to ponder. Have you ever stopped to consider whether a transaction you're contemplating in your IRA is in keeping with the spirit of the law that created IRAs originally? Let me know what you think uh, in the discussion area of today's show page at selfdirected.org slash six. And my friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. That's all for now, but your training is far from over. Go right now to selfdirected.org slash freedom to download your complimentary guide that shows how to break your investment capital free from Wall Street's corruption and Washington's propaganda. And you'll also get instant access to hundreds more episodes of this show at no cost to you. Send your questions, comments, and speaking inquiries for Brian to feedback at selfdirected.org. And don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice, because it's not that. And you know it. Copyright 2017, SDIIP Trust, all rights reserved.